good morning from All Things SR Podcast on this 65 to 14 degree day in Philadelphia. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Pam. I know we are in the northwest, in the northeastern U.S. and Pennsylvania, at least it has been um, monumental temperature swings um, and it is now very, very chilly. Um, I see Ellie on Good Morning, our West Coast, our West Coast gal, um, hoping that and knowing that your weather is not quite as crazy right now. Um, good to see you bright and early. I'm passing you the coffee across the country, Ellie, yes. because it's so early. Our six o'clock riser. Mm-hmm. That's so great. And mm-hmm. it's good to see Ashley. She's uh, shivering with us. And of course, Elena mm-hmm. up in Maine. <laughs> He's our probably shivering. <laughs> I'm sure our temperatures are probably still a balmy compared to what she's dealing with. So it's good to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Elena says, I feel your pain with those temps. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, the other day I'm in, in like, you know, just a regular shirt. Right. And a vest, small vest and today I'll be bundled up again. Oh, I saw there were people out in shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it, it was a nice little burst of it's I, I like I called it the spring preview. Yes. Um, and that well, was really con- lovely. Considering there's no baseball started yet. That's always my first sign of spring. Well, you know, pitchers and catchers traditionally would be reported by now, but they're having a little uh, snap. No, yeah. A little disagreement uh, among the players and managers, uh, players and owners um, in Major League Baseball. So I'm really, really, really hoping they uh, get it together. Now, personally, I have yet to see a Robin, although my sister has seen about four of them, she says. Mm -hmm. so. Which seems super early this year. I actually saw one a couple weeks ago, and I I was stunned. I don't remember seeing them in February. Usually it's not until March or April. And that's for us a telltale sign that spring is coming with the oh, robs yeah. oh, yeah. coming out. But so, I don't uh, know. One of these days, it'll figure out what the world's going to do. I know. So if it's if someone doesn't blow it up beforehand. Well, um, <laughs> we just have to hold on for the ride. That's right. Work on and focus on the things we can control. Mm-hmm. And uh, try and have a, you know, just try and uh, do the best we can with what we got. Absolutely. Um, Elena's mentioning she had to go to Boston this week. Lucky lady, I love Boston. Mm-hmm. She said it was 60 degrees, 54 in Maine, where she lives. And now it's back to windy and five above here in Maine. <laughs> wow. Now that's a, that's a huge shift. I mean, I thought the 30 degree swing was hard that, to that, handle. That's, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's kind of like what happens in the the Midwest, like in Nebraska and the Dakotas. I mean, I know, I know, really severe swings. Ellie's saying we already get 39 to 74 degrees here today. Wow. Mm -hmm. She starts with a sweater and defrosts and then ends with (laughs) layers and air conditioning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what you have to do. I was wearing long johns this week. You know, uh, under my under my pants because it was so cold. And I was like, oh my gosh. Well, Ellie, I feel your pain, but for other reasons. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, and like, Ashley's saying she hears us um, on her iPad clear. speakers <clears throat> loud and clear. Good. Right. So good to hear this. Um, it, yeah, it, it's, it's been a, it, it's been a tough time with these things. Uh, it hit. It Nick, has. It, it Nixler has. is updating a lot of things, so <laughs> it doesn't help that well, I update I was, and it gets screwed up. And <laughs> well, and I think Microsoft. Someone was saying at work that there was another update, and it seems like it's they're working out all kinds of kinks because I don't know about you guys, my technology's been all wacky. I mean, and it's beyond the Mixler updates, which you know. Affected the podcast directly. Well, no, that um, that wasn't Mixler on that one. Totally. No, that was no. me having to wipe out my computer and reload everything so I could get the new update in. So, <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's working Live now, which is a blessing. Live and learn. Anyway. Yeah. Well, it's kind of good that it the temperature dropped again, just because it it makes the setting of the chapter even more. Oh yeah. Realistic, oh, right? I think the five, we are... the five degrees where <laughs> Elena is would be the setting for this particular chapter. Right, right. We are traveling to Switzerland today, mm -hmm. our friends, um, kind of taking a sojourn across the pond to uh, the beautiful area of Zermatt. And that is where chapter opens. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll be digging into the chapter in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but we are... Obviously, it's a shorter chapter, but we're talking chapter. We got some insight from SR about the chapter and about why he chose um, that area to, to write about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of good goodness, um, you know, in the SR world in general. He absolutely has some news uh, that he wanted us to convey. So mm -hmm. he, I guess uh, we can start digging in we can. into the news. He wants to remind everyone that the teaser to the trailer of Gabriel's Rapture Part 2 has been posted and that the film releases on March 24th on Passionflix. And he'll be hosting a giveaway at some point of Passionflix subscription soon. Uh, readers should stay tuned. And, and I, I, I always, I laughed when I read that from him because I'm like, as if he has to remind people that that trailer came out. True. Because we took... Can we take a moment just to talk about the trailer? Sure. I'm not that move that part. I'm I'm not I'm not ready for part two. Let no, me just put no, it that way. It's gonna kill me that one. <laughs> that I'm serious. I mean, and I, I've said this, I've told this to him in the email and whatever, you know. Gabriel's rapture was has a lot of goodness, but it also it kills me because I don't want to read them the way they separate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so this chapter is going to kill me, this part two. I, I haven't really even been able to focus that it's coming out. I kind of like have it in my little box and I put it on the shelf because I'm very, obviously, I'm excited to see the beautiful filmmaking and the incredible acting. Mm -hmm. um, but this that, that part of the story just is so overwhelming it is and, and and it's such an emotional ride and you know it will be great and we, of course we know the outcome because we've read the book so many times mm -hmm. um but just you know i actually wanted to just just thank them so much for doing this again every time i see something about it it just it's you know it's oh, such know. a gift i know and especially it's... now you know we we were lucky to have during this uh period of pandemic i really think that was a gift for us 
It absolutely was. It absolutely was. Yep. And we're going to have the Belize scenes. Yes, as Ashley said. Ah, the Belize scenes. I know. I know. It just, Mm -hmm. uh, just seeing, just seeing that scene with the light, the way the light in Belize was. Well, I know. know On Julio (laughs) and Melanie as Gabriel and Julia, like just that just, it made me so happy. As Sar mentioned something about it during the week about the Belize scenes and the, and, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just had to <clears throat> remind him that sand does not fit well in certain areas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perhaps spoken from uh, experience, Tammy? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's a, can and, be, and, it can and, be very irritating. <laughs> Yes, it can be. Um, Black Lab Lady was saying, I so dread this part, and but so want to see it masochist. She's laughing. She, and she said, I agree. I've read the book so many times, but this part chokes me up every time. It's true. Elena, you're absolutely right. And Ellie said, you're going to die with the separation and the yep. anticipation of part three. Yep. And so yes. part three so will probably do, come out. In don't you think that's where they're going to stop it? Don't you think that's where part two is going to stop? I don't know. You know, it's funny because I, I mentioned this with Kenzie earlier this week. And <clears throat> I said, uh, you know, I'm wondering where they're going to end it. And I know that they were having a problem. I remember from we were when we were at the film premiere, um, Margie said that they uh, weren't sure where they were going to be able to end it. Right. And that's kind of what was holding it up a little bit. And so I, Kenzie said, and I agree with her, I think they're going to end it at the lightning scene. Yep. I think so too. When he's Even when I, I remember reading the book and thinking that's like the ultimate cliffhanger. Yeah, absolutely. The light's going to shine on his, the lightning and the light will shine and reveal that it's Gabriel. Yeah. And then, and then uh, either that or it'll be that she sees him. And then when she's running into the street. Mm-hmm. Like the traffic, right? And oh, oh my gosh! So it'll be yeah, as as uh, Ashley's saying, betting part two will end at the rain scene or right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, Black Lab Lady totally agrees. Right. So yeah, I'm very excited. They have the tr- teaser. Super excited. The film date mm-hmm. has been set for March 24th. An early birthday present for you, Pam. Yes, it is. And. Yeah, and uh, he, <clears throat> in, in that keeping that in mind, SR will be our guest on the Saturday yes, after the premiere with the twenty sixth. A very exciting um, that we were able to confirm SR will be joining us, and I'll put that in the chat box in case someone just is reading and not looking. SR will be joining us March twenty sixth mm-hmm. on the podcast to talk about the film. And Ashley wants to see the rain scene teaser so bad right now. I'll be honest oh with you, I don't. I want to. <laughs> I want to see that at the end. I don't want to. I don't want to see it as a teaser. Ah, uh, but that's just I, me. I I can't even. The other thing that I'm I'm excited. Well, does that? Yeah. If if that, I think the whole CC part's going to be in oh, that's going to be right? beautiful yeah that's one thing i'm super excited about and that's mm-hmm. such an emotional 
spiritual journey that Gabriel takes. That's true. And I cannot wait to see that. And and also, I can't wait to see um, Julia's wedding, or uh, Rachel's Rachel's wedding, because um, mm-hmm. they at the premiere they when they were uh, doing the Q and A, they said that uh, that was aside from the fact that it's you know a wedding scene and everything, it was the first time that the cast had really been together since the pandemic started. So and it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun and. The, uh, I think Julia said a lot of the joy you see from the scene was real joy because of the fact that they could all be together again. So, Which is going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. really cool. And, you know, the graduation scene as well, right? I mean, so we're going to see uh, a lot of our fellow um, passionistas who were mm-hmm. able to go on set visits. Absolutely. We're going to get to see them on screen, which will be exciting. Mm -hmm. Very excited to see Mm -hmm. our friends who were able to make it. Um, Ellie's like, oh good, we can let us know how much we love that part. (laughs) He knows. He does. You know he knows. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so raw. I I just can't even. I can't even believe it. I kind of want to do a reread of it before it comes, or at least of the section where I think they're going to part two will take place. Um, well, once, I, one, fresh. once I fi- finish Patrizia Gucci's story, I will be rereading, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a book of a different color and a different origin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yep. And I'm, uh, I'm in, uh, reading more Jody Ellen Malpas on a Jody Ellen Malpas kick. So I'm rereading this, uh, one night denied part two of that series. Mm-hmm. So always fun and yes and black lab lady says julia plays emotions so well can't wait to see his cc scenes and his encounter with grace and maya I know. Oh. I know. oh i know oh my gosh part two is gonna take me out yep in the best way it's gonna uh, be glorious and there's one other thing else i wanted to remind us of that there is a love letter to from gabriel to julianne that was posted in the true storybook blog uh, he posted the link in his social media, so if, in case anybody has missed it. Uh, and, and I think it was posted last Saturday, so you may have to go back. Because, uh, you know, I, I get the email saying that they've posted stuff. So I have to go back to the to sat- last Saturday to uh, get it. So, Yes, I was going to actually see if we can post the link. It might take me a minute. It, it, to pull it'll it up. T- yeah, you'd have to go it's, back because you kind SRs. of have to dig. Yeah, you do. If you, but if you go into SRs, I think he's got it um, pinned to his pinned. Uh, Twitter feed. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And, and Ashley's saying, Grace and Maya, uh, we'll need a whole box of tissues for that scene. Ashley, you're so right. Absolutely. But this is. You know. But it's a joyous scene. It's not a. It's it's not a bad scene. It's just. I just think it's going to be so emotional, but mm-hmm. so and so beautifully mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I mean, this is such a precious book to so many. Mm-hmm. It was handled with such delicate care because of that fact, and you know the fact that Tosca is such a fan and she's shooting it with that sensibility makes it. I, it just mm-hmm. makes it so much better. Oh, and I see Anna's on. Hi, Anna. 
She said part two will be gutting, but at least I know the ending. I know that's what I said. <laughs> I, if you're one of the people who are just watching as a passion flicks subscriber who has not read the book, I think I would just, I, there's no way I would have to download the book immediately after watching that. Mm-hmm. There is uh, no oh, yeah. way you can't not. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I think that's something we should recommend to, to passion flicks yeah. <laughs> saying they should suggest if they want, if people want to find out, uh, what happens next, uh, here's the link. Absolutely. <laughs> and Elena is saying that she didn't realize that SR had done this and she went back and read all the love letters he's done. It's so wonderful. And, you know, the other thing too, is a lot of these love letters are out on his blog site. So if you go out to, uh, sylvainreynard.com and go to his blog, there's all kinds of great uh, behind, uh, stories of uh, Julia and Gabriel in their love letters and to Nicholas and Acacia and William and Raven and uh, a lot of great information on there. So that, That's definitely so true. Um, in fact, reading... Deleted scenes. Uh, and I love reading his archive material. Mm-hmm. I mean, from years ago uh because he used to write a blog and and reflect on a painting he wrote about or mm-hmm. talking about one of the charities he supports and it's just such a great way to get to know the spirit and soul of the author and mm-hmm. kind of it gives you a little more of an understanding and idea of of um, where some of this creative inspiration comes from absolutely um of course, the muses are the, the primary. Of uh, course. Uh, giving due to Ms. Ellie. Uh, and Ms. Cheryl's joined us this morning. Hello, Cheryl. Uh, hope Hello, Cheryl. your grandfather's so, doing well. Uh, sending you know, hugs to you. I hope you're doing good, too, because I know you've had a tough time of it. Yes, I'm glad you could join us. And for those who just recently joined us, because I see Miss Betty is on as well, mm-hmm. um, we do want to mention... Uh, with the premiere of part two, March 24th, uh, mm-hmm. we are happy to announce that SR will be joining us March 26th mm-hmm. to discuss the film. So make sure you're around for that podcast. It's going to be well, great. Betty said, Blessedness 2.0 held her phone hostage. He was watching Encanto. Encanto. My, my Encanto. granddaughter's here. She'll she'll pronounce it properly for me. Since I've never <laughs> seen it. <clears throat> But we don't talk about Bruno, that, that's for sure. <laughs> she said, the film's great until podcast time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and Anna said, when I'm reading, miss time, most times I end up reading the last few chapters first so I can enjoy the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I like that strategy. Yes. Oh, and, and grandfather's in the hospital I'm again. Sorry, I'm sorry to Cheryl. hear that, Cheryl. I hope, uh, he, hope he does better. We'll- yes, yeah, sending hugs and healing to all of you guys. It's hard. You can let him know that the ladies were ta- looking for him. <laughs> yes. Tell him we were we were asking for him. You've been thinking about him. So. So, and he's probably be excited that the movie's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna start um, digging mm-hmm. into chapter forty-eight, and as we said earlier in the podcast, uh, it's kind of appropriate that it's. Very cold here in uh, Pennsylvania, in the Northeast, when where we're doing the podcast. 
uh, because we are in Switzerland. Uh, we're taking a little road trip uh, mm -hmm. across across the miles to uh, Zermatt. And uh, <laughs> Cheryl said, he said he had lots of girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh. <laughs> uh, Hey, whatever keeps you going, right? That's exactly it. <laughs> so, yeah, just a little side note. I had a neighbor uh, that uh, moved out uh, this year, just next door to where we live. And um, her father, who was Haitian, at <clears throat> at 83, fathered a, a, a baby. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. You go. Go. Lots of girlfriends. <laughs> Lots of girlfriends, I know. Sounds <laughs> sounds familiar. Anyway, one of my uh, relatives is hasn't fathered someone at that age, but yeah. he had lots of girlfriends too. Well, I, I I know that my friend was like, I've got a little brother who's two, mm -hmm. and her daughter is you know she's she's out of law school, she's practicing in New York, and. She's got a little brother that's two. <laughs> oh, Lordy, Cheryl said. Uh-huh. Right. Uh -huh. Oh, Lordy is right. So. <laughs> Betty said, I started watching the movie just to freshen up and get ready for part two, but I only made it to Inferno part one and three. Two more films and I'm ready for Rapture part two. <laughs> oh, so Betty's doing a rewatch before. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I thought about doing that too. I don't know if my heart can take it, but I think I'm, I, that's kind of a good thing. Um, Cheryl said grandma had a baby at 59. God bless Whoa. her. Whoa. That's remarkable. Mm -hmm. um, Anna's noting new snow in Pittsburgh, but she has an Oakmont bakery pick up at 11 a.m. Oh, I, I go through the snow for that. I have not. Anna, I'm telling you, when I go out there, I'm going to try and get to that Oakmont bakery. Maybe we can meet up there. Um and Betty said, I would be afraid. <laughs> Black Lab Lady said, OMG, Pam, now that's a chapter for your book. That's their story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but my word. And you heaven. encounter such interesting people, uh, Pam, you do. It, well, he's, I, met, I met her father once. He's very charming. And I was like, I got to get home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I may um, be desperate, but that, <laughs> you know. Betty's saying, I'm watching the films for Paul scenes. Not enough Paul. That's, and thank uh, you, Betty. You're you've been on for less than ten minutes and you woke you wove Paul into the scene, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so Paul's not in Switzerland, by the way. But you know who is? Simon. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of chapter forty eight set in Zermatt, Switzerland, which I had never heard of the town Zermatt before reading this book. Simon's actually leaving his chalet at the Servo Resort in Zermatt. He's on his way to meet family and friends for après ski. So it's just um, very excited to be heading out. He has only taken two steps when he's sent flying to the door um, as something hit him. And someone cried out in German, my God, I'm, I'm sorry, let me help you. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> Betty's like, I love this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, this, this was a good, this really short but effective, right? Uh -huh. So, you know, 
Simon was kind of clueless. He was excited about going to see his family, have some drinks, and then he kind of runs into somebody and, you know, or somebody runs into him. And a large man reached out for him, dressed in a black ski outfit, because, you know, they're on the, they're on the slopes. You can imagine course. this beautiful ski resort. And the, the, the large man helps Simon up to his feet. Simon's like, you know, I'm okay. And he tried to remove his hand from the man, but he couldn't sh- shake him loose. And I, again, if, if this book comes to film, I w- this will be a great scene because it'll be very, it, it's going to be very intense and very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's trying to shake him loose. He's like, yeah, I'm okay, you know. And then the guy won't let him go. And instead he pulls him closer. And the man in the black ski suit said, forget the name Julianne Emerson or the next time I see you, you won't able, you won't be able to get up. (laughs) So, I mean, put yourself in Simon's shoes. This guy like ran into him. He thought it was accidental. And then the guy comes in and is like, then Simon realizes he's been targeted Mm -hmm. um, and he's being threatened. So, we asked um, SR, you know, why did you decide to have the message delivered this way? And he said, in this scene, we meet Kurt, who readers may remember from the man in the black suit. Um, he wants to send a message, but he wants to be sure Simon understands that the message is being sent by someone other than Gabriel. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I love the fact that they had Kurt in black, because I kind of was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's representing mm-hmm. um, his employer. He was known for his black suits. I thought that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty said, ooh, I love this chapter. We should all go to Switzerland. You know I'm... Now, you know you know what's really great in Switzerland, if it's anything like the Rockies. If, if, you, <laughs> if you go to Switzerland right? and at 14 degrees, it's still fairly warm because the humidity is so low. I mean, I mean yeah. Not, not, you know, not swimsuit weather, but. Who could this man be? (laughs) Well, don't they uh, go into the hot springs there from the slopes into the hot tub or the hot springs? Oh, hot tub. The Hotel Jerome, which is like right on the main drag. It's like the oldest and it would probably be a five-star. I think it is a Mm five-star hotel at this point. They have a swimming pool outside, and you have it. Um, they have they were when I was there at least. They had a they had a glass enclosure, not top, but on you know, the sides, so you could even legitimately sit in a lounge chair in the sun. Okay, and, and it's swim. sheltered enough, so it's you're not going to get any kind of wind. But again, when I you know, it could be thirty two degrees. And you go to a park and the guys are playing frisbee in shirts or in skins. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, but I, 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 totally, I, I get that. But I, you know, one of the things I don't like are ski boots. I don't like walking in them. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Well, you could just hang at the ski resort. Page. Oh, now I would do apres ski for me 30 in the morning till it was time to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, and I'm, uh, Elena is in for the Switzerland trip. 
Good. Um, Betty said, who could this man be? I wanted to give Kurt a hug. She misses him. Mm-hmm. Kurt. Yes. I, I was nice soul. to see him in this uh, scene. And as Anna said, ah, the old way to deliver a message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I wanted to say hi to Floor. I'm glad Floor could join us. Good morning. Um, good, good morning, Floor. Betty said, I wonder if Nicholas asks his security team if they can ski. It's obvious that they have to have many skills. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, that is for sure. I'm sure. So, hey, so Simon's like, yeah, now he's like gasping and he's like shocked. Right. Because he's been body checked. And uh, then he hears the man switch from German to English and saying her name. Right, right. So he, he definitely by then is like, yes, okay. this is not just an accident no. here. So he's like, after a few seconds, his face hardens up and he's like, you know, now he's getting his whatever mm-hmm. up. And uh, he says, tell that asshole a husband of hers. I have not done anything. She is nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you want to do. Uh, yeah, that's especially the way you want to speak like to her. somebody. <laughs> Somebody like that. Plowing at you. Yeah. Piss him off more, Simon. So, so the man pulled him closer, nose to nose, saying, I don't work for him. Mm-hmm. My employer does not accept failure. You've been warned. And he then drove his fist into his abdomen. Simon doubles over with and without a glance, the man walks away and disappears around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Going off to see the next person. Hi, how are you? What's new? How's family? <laughs> exactly. As if nothing's going on at all. And he's so discreet. You can imagine, I mean, Kurt working for Nicholas and mm-hmm. having, you know, as Betty says, many skills. You mm-hmm. can imagine he carries this off, like, so subtly that no one around them would notice that he just punched the guy. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he kind of snuck it in there, gave him a good wallop. And it, it, what surprises me, though, and, and maybe maybe it's because after reading book three and Simon's character and what his character goes through with that uh, other uh, uh, woman that he became engaged to. And, of course, Natalie and her nonsense. Right, right. You know? I know, and Ashley's saying, speaking of Nicholas, today I think I found the perfect Nick and Acacia casting if the man in the black suit is optioned by Passion Flicks. And let me just say, I heartily endorse having mm-hmm. Passion Flicks do that film. That would be so fun. Mm-hmm. That would be really, really great. Um, she's saying the couple who plays in Foxes, the cleaning lady, Thorny and Armand, wow, their chemistry is amazing. I'm going to tweet Passion Flicks about it later. Definitely, Ashley. No, well, that Let's sounds good. keep planting the seeds about having that book option because I feel like that's one they could really do well. Uh-huh. Um, it kind of, the elements of some, you know, some of the things they've done with The Protector and A Man's Honor, um, you know, I, I think they really, really could do um, a good job with that. Absolutely. <laughs> And Betty said, so if Simon says he's not interested in Julia, then who sent Alex, Pam's son, to spy on the Emersons? Dun, 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 dun. Does this mean Simon lied or someone else hired him? I don't know. We don't, don't know. know. I wonder if we'll ever know. 
All good questions. Yep. All good questions. So, and that is where we go. Yeah, and but you know Simon's character. I mean, it just it just surprises me that, and I guess because uh, Gabriel never really paid attention to what happened to his character after the fact. Right. So. Although he had his uncle keeping tabs or well, as, as, a, as a matter of fact i was at the melrose this week and i saw <laughs> saw jack how was jack jack is doing well <laughs> jack <laughs> made a connection with somebody mm -hmm. and as sr told me he said get the cheesesteak out of there <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love that so anyway. we still need to go to the melrose pam you and i have not been there together no we haven't we Might be on the agenda of things to do. Yep. It's a good diner, too. Mm, I know. And Ashley said, I don't trust Simon in anything. I don't, I honestly, though, don't think Simon, I don't <clears throat> think Simon's behind it. No. Mm -mm. Behind any of it. Because it could be more than one, <clears throat> you know, there could be more than one party checking up and following the Emersons too. That's the mm -hmm. other thing. It, it might not just be one, you know, one uh, person or one entity. It could be right. a couple. That's you know. possible. That's <clears throat> possible. Betty said Uncle Jack was keeping an eye on Simon. And we did hear from Uncle Jack that Simon and Alex met in school. Aha. Uh -huh. That's right. Aha. Uh -huh. Always interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so now we, yeah. we can talk a little bit about Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Well, we had a couple, I think we had questions, Pam. Um, oh, we did. That's right. Mm -hmm. We did. Mm -hmm. I'm doing good. So <laughs> based on his reaction and tone, was Simon looking to get his jaw wired again? And as I responded saying, Simon is surprised. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And then, did Nicholas direct his contact to rough him up, or was the punch a result of Simon's uh, comment? And he said, uh, Kurt would have had some latitude, and I believe Nicholas would have directed him to deliver a message that wouldn't be forgotten. And Nicholas would have been appraised, apprised of uh, Gabriel and Julian's history with Simon. Right. That's true. That is right. true. So, Yeah. I think, you know, as Anna mentioned in the chat, it's an old, the old school way of sending the message. And I think that was delivered quite loud and clearly. True. Yeah, at least mm -hmm. he didn't, he, at least he didn't get the message in uh, a fish wrapped in newspaper. Right. <laughs> right. Well, they weren't going to that length. No, he wasn't going to be sleeping with the fishes anytime soon. <laughs> no. But I do like Betty's question. She said, would this mean that Willie is behind Alex? Is Alex one of his spies? And I, you know, it's something, it's funny, Betty, it's something I've wondered how, that's why I was saying, I don't know if it's two separate entities or if Willie and Alex are connected somehow. You Possible. Know? You know. And I'm hoping. All roads we lead will to have Rome. Future, I'm hoping we have, <laughs> exactly. I'm hoping one, you know, in, in a future installment of this series, we are going to learn the answers to these questions. You know, we'll yeah. find out. <laughs> yes. 
No message is just verbal. That's right. <laughs> so, as Pam was mentioning, we are going to dig in a little bit um, to explore some of the setting that SR chose to put us in um, in this chapter. Mm -hmm. um, and we asked him about why he chose Switzerland. You know, we said Switzerland has served as a setting in two of your books. Did you visit Switzerland as part of your research? If not, had you been there in the past prior to writing? Or if so, did you make a special trip? And SR said, I've been to Switzerland a couple of times, and I've always been struck by its natural beauty. It's a great country in which to do research, and I highly recommend it. So, you know, yeah, uh, SR, not surprising the way... Uh, he weaves in his uh, his journeys his and his journeys, travels. Yes. Um, <laughs> Betty said, "I might need to bribe the boss." <laughs> and Anna's saying, "I'm not trusting of Willie." So, yeah, Betty, if you bribe him, uh, absolutely. You, you 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 give us the lowdown. He's mm -hmm. gonna be on. He's gonna be on on March 26th. Yes, he you will. Try and slide that question in, and he'll give you a winky face. I'm sure. Or that's a good, that's a very good question. <laughs> Two of my favorite responses of his, his non-response responses. Um, and Betty's asks, asking, where hasn't the boss traveled to? Oh, absolutely. Where has he he's been all over? Which Although he hasn't true. been to South Pacific yet. Ah, well, that would be worth, that would definitely be worth it. Yes. Um, and, you know, I, I was interested, you know, if, and it made it seem that he had been to Switzerland before mm -hmm. um, writing this. And he just really does capture, especially in The Man in the Black Suit, when he describes the setting where yeah, and, um, um, Nicholas and his family live. Um, he really, really, you can tell he just loves that part of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and he's struck by the natural beauty. It's true. Oh. And uh, yeah, yes, Betty, I agree. He said, but I bet once this pandemic is over, the boss will be boarding the plane in a heartbeat. I think he's yeah. still trying to board the plane. Doesn't he's? Uh, I know he's been itching to travel, especially for the new novel. So. Exactly. So we dug in a little bit on Switzerland, and I came across this little article about fun facts mm -hmm. about Switzerland. Uh, 42 fun facts that you had no idea of. Now, don't worry. I'm not going to read all 42. I'm going to put the link in the chat box. Okay. But there's some interesting little tidbits. Um, CERN, for example, is located within its borders. I don't know if you guys have heard of CERN, but it's the world's leading particle physics laboratory. Um, and it is kind of a central hub for all things physics. Mm -hmm. um, my friend's daughter is actually, um, I always joke that she belongs on the Big Bang Theory TV show because mm -hmm. she would fit right in with Sheldon. Okay, good. And that's the kind <laughs> of stuff she's studying. And she's super excited because she is doing some work or research with and has an official CERN Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we lost you a minute there. She now yeah, is she kind is. of tied into. You're back. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. Did I dig it? Did yeah, I push out? Yeah, yeah, you 
pushed okay. out again. I cut out? Yeah, you did. A little bit. That's crazy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other, some other facts, Switzerland has 7,000 lakes. So if you are interested in um, a beautiful area and an ability to enjoy time on the water uh, in the mountains, mm -hmm. Switzerland is your place. Uh, lake Geneva is the largest lake in Switzerland and it's shared with France. Mm -hmm. And in France, it's called Lac Léman. And so that's another fun little piece of that part of the world. Uh, they have a lot of science a, and stuff there. Uh, yes. I, I had um, a, a neighbor years ago uh, when I lived in New York who worked for a company called Sibagaygi. And okay. she... Uh, she ended up getting transferred to uh, Geneva for five years. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she did. Her son had graduated from high school. He was in college, and she and her husband, her husband owned an independent bookstore, and he had somebody come in and run it for him. And then they went off for five years. Nice, nice adventure. And it's the three-quarter time show. It is. It is. Uh, celebrated uh, by all. Um, I'm, I'm laughing too because uh, Floor uh, uh, Betty actually said, "I wonder if Nicholas will take Acacia skiing." I'm sure. And Floor also said, "All of his locations in all the books just make me want to travel to all those spots." Floor, I know. I, they do. I actually said to him, "I said I'm so excited we'll be traveling to Switzerland this week on the podcast because it's kind <laughs> of a fun little escape." Um, and I mean, Switzerland, another fun fact is it's quite a small, um, uh, size in terms of, uh, square kilometers. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a population of 8.67 million over 41,000 square kilometers. If you compare it to the States, California is 10 times bigger than Switzerland. Um, and Switzerland's about the size of Vermont and New Hampshire combined. So that just gives you a little bit. It's a small geographic space that has a big impact. And don't forget that Zermatt is right at the Matterhorn. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one of the, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it's one of the countries with the highest quality of life, um, the least obese European country, which doesn't surprise me because of all those mountains that you're always traversing. Mm -hmm one of the most expensive places to live. Um, Zurich is the world's third most expensive city. Um, so I think that's interesting, uh, given the fact Nicholas was, uh, that's one of his spots. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of uh, Nobel Prize winners, mm -hmm. uh, as well as lots of banking. And- The nice <laughs> I, thing this, about banking is you there is you don't have to know anybody you don't have to let anybody know what you're banking. Right. This is true. And and I laughed at this when I saw it, Pam, because I <laughs> the, the 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 point was uh, they drink quite a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, it's thirty six liters of wine, fifty six point five liters of beer, and eight point four liters of pure alcohol per person per year. Mm -hmm. um, and that's showing that they the, that actually consumption has been going down. Um, so 
sadly, there is, you know, there is some addiction um, as well, even though it's a very healthy country. Um, you know, they still have struggle with some of those, uh, the addiction issues. Um, I also found this interesting. They have four national languages. Four. Oh, yeah. You in never learned that in school. They speak German, French, Italian. And, and Roman and Romanche is the fourth, mm-hmm. just a little over one percent. Um, yeah, I did not realize that. And of mm-hmm. course, they all speak English, so they actually have four national languages, but can all speak at least five. Uh, I uh, mean, what European country? Uh, Any time I've traveled to Europe, I've never had a problem getting to talk to people, mm-hmm. no matter where, whether it's been Spain or whether Italy or France. Yeah, everybody somewhere along the line has English. Right. Because they, they teach it in schools and stuff. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like us where we get maybe two years of a foreign language. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah. And I'm looking, uh, <laughs> I was looking in the comments and Betty said, Nicholas never worries about the money. He's always loaded, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm. And she said, I see Snoop Dogg twerking to Pam's three-quarter halftime show. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't Eminem taking the name. <laughs> I think I think so. Or Mary J. Uh-huh. <laughs> belting it out. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of cool. Um, this is also a fun little tidbit. Less than 15% of the Alps are actually Swiss. And it, Swiss, Switzerland is known to be most affiliated with the Alps. But mm-hmm. it's just because it's such a small country. Right. Um, but they have some pretty awesome spots like the Matterhorn, as, as Pam noted. Um, and, uh, it all, has the highest peaks in Europe. And 208 want, mountains and the highest peaks in Europe. When, it, you know, when I was flying, when I was going to Italy, I flew from Paris to Florence, and you have to fly over them. Oh, yeah. And it was so cool. Which must have been so beautiful to see from above. It is. And I was there in September, October end of September, beginning of October. And when I flew over the Alps, they had, had a couple of them had snow on it. So. Uh, oh my gosh. Higher peaks. So. Um, and, and this is um, also, uh, you know, Switzerland's a, affiliated with things like banking, right? And the, mm-hmm. and the Alps. And chocolate. Uh, watches. Swiss watches and chocolate um, and chocolate. Well, I was getting to chocolate, Pam. That's the next one on the list. It's number 28. Um, yeah. Uh, but the watches um, from when Calvinist banned jewelry use um, in 1541, goldsmiths and jewelers in Geneva brainstormed the invention of watches mm-hmm. um, since a functional timepiece was acceptable. So that's kind of how the watches came into being. Mm-hmm. Um, and Geneva was kind of the birthplace of that. So, so that was one of the, that has been since that time, one of the most successful industries in the country. And it's Switzerland's fourth largest export. Cool. Um, and of course, chocolate. Yes, Pam. Um, high quality chocolate is one of the things they're known for. And 11 kilos of chocolate per person are eaten every year. Um, 180,000 tons of chocolate is made in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there isn't, they, and it says there's even a chocolate train. Sign me up for that trip, mm, friends. That, that would be interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think that lots... I think the smaller towns in in Switzerland, as opposed to the bigger towns, Zurich and 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 Geneva, I think would be interesting to see to be in. And not not that the big cities aren't good. I mean, don't get me wrong, but just. You know, can you, you know, you're in a ski chalet somewhere and there's some nice little nice apres ski in the lodge and Oh. I know there were and, and you can look I, I'm I'm putting the link to this this fun, fun fact a uh, little fondue. Oh Oh my gosh, the cheese, <laughs> that's the other thing. Cheese and the dairy products are mm-hmm. also really big. Um <laughs> getting schooled about Switzerland. Did not know about the four languages. That is amazing, mm-hmm. is what Floor noted. And Betty said, yeah, we barely speak more than one language in the States, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and Betty said, I love watches, but sadly I seem to be the black widow of watches. <laughs> oh, Betty, I, I fed a couple that have tanked myself. Mm-hmm. And um, Ellie said, got to have that Swiss Army knife. That Swiss Army great. knife will save everybody. Yeah, so put, I, I tucked put in MacGyver the, on the map. I, I tucked in um, the uh, little fun facts that I came across, and also wanted to mention, um, and I'll put the link in for Zermatt, the actual setting of the story, okay. um, their actual tourist site, and when you pull it up, Zermatt and Matterhorn, that's their logo because the Matterhorn is lo- located there, and that's uh, the high. I believe it's the highest peak. Of uh, the Alps, yeah, I and, think it is in 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 Europe the highest peak. Yeah, and uh, definitely worth checking. But it's so beautiful, and when you when you see you see the the graphic, and it says home of winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have to say, even though I'm a summer gal, seeing these photos of this place makes me want to go mm-hmm. it really makes me want to jump on an airplane it's so beautiful and it thank sr for that um and so many really cool things to see um and just experience the natural beauty um and pam we could talk a little bit about servo yes we should um the we servo, asked SR about that yeah we did we asked he said did you say at the servo mountain resort and he and how did you learn of the resort? And if you stayed there, which spot did you select? Nomad, Alpinist, Huntsman, or Overlook Lodge? And he replied that he learned through the resort through the travel industry. I read a lot of reviews about various places through different print and online sources, and then I like to check them out in person. Surprise! Well, surprise. he definitely, he definitely did that. Oh my gosh! When you go to the when you go to I, yeah. the page, the top of the page today says it's time for apres ski. Absolutely, and <laughs> I I put the link in, and they have like a little video back in the background that's of the mountains and stuff. Honestly, like that. guys, if you can, you gotta jump on this website and see this place that he has set for where Simon is. It is breathtaking. And Servo has uh, four specific. Uh, spots. They have the Nomad, which is a smaller, um, sm- has smaller rooms basically, and it's a home a home base for explorers. The Alpinist is more modern, and you do get a little bit more of a choice. You get either a single room or uh, like a double type room. 
And then there's the Huntsman, which has a bunch of, they've got the regular rooms, they've got a spa suite. Because a lot, a lot of these, um, they'll have balconies with, with like hot tubs on the balconies. Mm-hmm. And then they have a triple suite and the Huntsman Lodge, which is huge. Stunning. It's, it's like a house and you could, you know, you could fill it up with people and you can have catered events there and all kinds of neat stuff. And then you have um, the Overlook Lodge, which is a huge apartment. They have a penthouse. It's just got a lot, a lot of amenities, which... As we know, our beloved author does like his luxuries. <laughs> yes, he does. And and the sensibility of even some of the design mm-hmm. um, kind of reminds me of the place in, uh, in, in Italy. A little bit. A little, yeah. It does. I, you, only with a winter setting. Right, right. You know, and then they also have a lot of other uh, different uh, restaurants, and and most of them are, you know, have vegan and and gluten free activities. Yeah, they're and, very committed to being um, environmentally mm-hmm. uh, sound practices as well. They're they're committed to having uh, ki- uh, uh, like a zero carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of very cool, and also to source things very locally um for what they bring um they have several different types of restaurants so you can have mediterranean there's italian of course and i i I like to think sr probably ate in all of them Uh, they have a regional swiss cuisine at ferdinand oh i know Cheese in its most beautiful form and other local masterpieces land mm-hmm. on the plates of Ferdy. Straightforward Swiss cuisine with high quality ingredients in a modern ambiance. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you guys, let's they, go here. They, they even have a mountain ashram spa where you can get all yes. kinds of treatments and there's rituals and you can do yoga and meditation. There's a ritual room, which, you know, great for yoga or whatever right mindful mindfulness you want to bring into it they have singing bowl meditations which my cousin used to do by the way mm-hmm. and they have um i just a day spa where you can get all the everything you wanted to have done to your body mm-hmm. you know? it's incredible yeah um and they really inspire community, inspire peace, mm-hmm. mindfulness, um, really bringing a lot of the local elements and focusing on well-being. So I think I think we could all use a trip to uh, the Mountain Ashram Spa. Well, they have this program at the Ashram Spa that starts at 10.30 in the morning, and it's mm-hmm. a private brunch. And then at 12, you do a massage of your choice for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then at one o'clock through four o'clock, you, you you do all your different little spa visits. Oh my gosh! And it's it's a it's rather inexpensive, three hundred and twenty Swiss francs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's comparable to some of the per person. Yeah, 
I think that's comparable to some of the higher end spas yeah, in it is. the it is. U.S. It would be a big splurge, but man. But they, uh, you know, go yeah, ahead, Kim. it looks just really great. And they've got all kinds of, you know, uh, the philosophy of social responsibility, getting engagement with the local community and energy concepts that, you know, they, they, they really try to keep this as econo uh, ecologically without the, without a big footprint that they can. Right. So. Yeah, it's it's an impressive, uh, SR worthy, most definitely SR worthy um, resort. I can totally understand why he selected it to put in here. Simon being from a very affluent, powerful family, mm -hmm. you could see that they would be staying at this resort. Um, and I, I, I can see how SR had been drawn to this beauty and this place. Um, and I see that um, Floor got a chance to look. She said, wow, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I need to see all of this. I know, right? Well, when and, we started researching this, Pam and I were like, oh my gosh, this we gotta is go. incredible. I'm like, we have to talk about this on the podcast. And that's the kind of how we came up with the idea of, you know, we're just going to do the short chapter and then talk about Switzerland mm -hmm. and the resort because it really is interesting to see how this natural beauty weaves its way into um, SR's work. And then, then of course, I'm looking at the Apres ski. Mm. Yes. It's a direct ski in to the end of the day on the slopes. Uh. And they have uh, all kinds of goods. They have a DJ, they, they have live sessions. Yep. You're on a terrace with the Matterhorn around you. We might sort of, kind of. I wonder. <laughs> Did anybody see the movie Downhill? I, Julia Louis which that Julia was in. That Julia was in. Yes, he played the mm -hmm. ski instructor. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe I still haven't seen that? I'm surprised. I but, know. Well, I was know. so excited about getting to see uh, Julio in a different role in the big screen, and I completely blew it. I didn't mm -hmm. get to go. Mm -hmm. but. So, but they had to. It kind of reminds me the terrace part in this in the movie. There's a scene where they have an avalanche, right? And everybody's supposed to be going into the uh, getaway because it was like unexpected, and it was right at the ski resort, and it wasn't bad where everybody you know got snowbound, yeah. but. It, it did have everybody on the terrace. And um, that was like the kickoff to the story of what was going on between Will Farrell and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. So. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah. So that's Servo. And I'm seeing that they have a nice, uh, looks like a wine spritzer and also a Negroni. Um, Love Negronis. Anyway. And they have their, they have their, their bar, their evening bar is hidden and it's called Grapes and Juniper. They who search will find. <laughs> it's a, mm -hmm. it's kind of a hidden bar away, mm -hmm. and it's available for private bookings as well. So cool. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it's just fun to explore and see some of these different places. Um, looked up at uh, also top um, places mm -hmm. to visit in Switzerland. I'll, I'll send that link to you guys as well, just to give you a flavor. Um, as Pam said, you know, there's tons of beautiful, 
there's tons of beautiful, beautiful places um, in the large cities, but the small, um, the small cities are really kind of yeah. Uh, magical. Yeah, they are. They are. And uh, I just, you know, it's it's Sunday. I know. Uh, and, and see, where the, the only places we haven't been in the book that I haven't been are the South Sea Islands with William and Raven. Mm. But anyhow, I digress. That would be great. Here's here's a little a little link from Lonely Planet, and you'll see Zermatt is one of the top places they mm. suggest that you visit. So um, enjoy the the little travel distraction. Ah, Anna had asked, um, actually Black Lab Lady had said uh, the scene in, uh, with Julia was way too short, but he did a great job with it, of course. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sexy ski instructor, of course, mm -hmm. uh, would not be a problem for Julia to pull off. No. Um, Betty said, I need to win the lottery to see this. <laughs> and Floor said, Betty, me too, but definitely a girl's trip is needed there. I yep. know. I know. And the name of the Julia ski movie is called Downhill. Uh, Downhill. Anna, Downhill. Mm -hmm. It's with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, and it was out a couple years ago. Um, and Will's character grabbed his phone instead of his wife or children, right? Yeah, Betty? right, right. <laughs> that, that's where the trouble begins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ellie says, glad SR takes us on these travel journeys to live vicariously through the characters to places I likely can't go to, <laughs> but also inspires you to dream of it. That's true. Totally agree with that, that's Ellie. That's true. That, and that's why I was so excited about this chapter. It's like, this is a great little travel diversion. <laughs> and Elena says she's in for Tahiti or Bora Bora, Pam. Hey, <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Tahiti. And Betty's saying, wait a minute, Pam, does this mean you've been to Belize? Actually, no, I have not. Okay, never, so we need to add Belize to the list, too. Yes. I've never been to any Caribbean island. Mm. And anywhere, you haven't been anywhere in South America, right? Or no. Central America? Yeah. No, I've never been to Mexico, South America, or anything. Um, I've never been to Asia. I've been to Africa. Mm -hmm. I did a, uh, I was... Nor it was northern Africa. It was just a day trip that I took when I was in Spain. Ah, oh, just a day trip. Oh, just a day trip to northern Africa. Well, it, it, were you like in Morocco or? Uh, we went um, to Morocco. Mm -hmm. That's that's the one that's closest to Spain. I thought. Uh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, that was. Cool. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have more uh, stories and more adventures. Uh, SR always takes us on good adventures. So. He does. He does. And now that we have a, a Spaniard and a French Canadian, yes, taking place in Paris. I wonder what. I wonder where. Uh, what, what part of French Canadian? Canadian. I don't know. Like I don't know if it's Quebec or if. Uh, well, I, th north. I think French Canadians are pretty much all over the place, but I think it's pretty much in the Quebec, the Quebecois, as they like yes. to call themselves. Yes. Well, and I, I watching the Olympics, and I just have to say it's always fun. And I know we're they're winding down, um, but it was fun watching the Canadians because some of the times they're coming off the ice and they're speaking English, mm -hmm. and then there are other. I, I was noticing with the figure or the ice dancers, the one team was definitely um, French speaking Canadian. French Canadian. Yeah, and it was just 
Well, there were parts. There, there were parts. I can remember we, um, we we did a, a day trip. We were we gone to uh, Pemaquid in Maine for a vacation. My sister, her brother-in-law, and my uncle and I, and we were we took a day trip to um, driving up through northern Maine, through uh, uh, was it Moosehead Bay, and we ended up in Jack Jackman, and then we went over the border into Quebec. And we were in this little town of uh, Port St. George, St. George's. Oh. And they did very, no, not a lot of them spoke English. It was mostly French. There were sections in in Canada where French is the main language. And I think that's one of the reasons why when they teach languages in in Canada, English and and French are are musts. I know when my my husband uh, went there, and um, I, when he lived there, they had to learn both languages. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they're that they're both uh, they're both national languages. It's mm-hmm. part of their identity. And, and then, of course, if if you if you spilled, talk to Phil's late wife Colette, who was from France. And they said they spoke French, and she would tell you that they do not speak French. Only the right. French speak French. <laughs> right, right. It's it's like uh, some of the people from Spain yes. uh, don't fully think uh, they don't feel like it's real Spanish for some of the other Spanish-speaking countries. That's true. <laughs> that is true. But it's not Spain Spanish. It's well, it's any like any regional dialect. Well, there's there, 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 there's Castilian and there's Cubano, and and, and I think that uh, people in South America. And, and the Caribbean that speaks Spanish mostly, it's a Cubano. Because well, Castilian is very... Castilian they all have their own... Very. They have, all have their own uh, language uh, idioms and True, uses. but, but the, the, the pronunciations of certain words, too. Um, in France, you, you would... There's a, a TH sound that comes with certain letters that you don't get when you speak with somebody from outside of Spain. <laughs> Yes. So. Oh yes, I had a I had a professor who was teaching us Castilian, and then mm-hmm. I had a professor from Peru, who, you know, explained the difference. So. Yeah, and and there are many different dialects. I I worked with a guy from Argentina, and his his family was from Argentina, and his father was like, at one time had been like vice president, I don't know whatever, second in command in a country was down there at the time. Uh-huh. And he, he went. He went to school in Scotland, St Andrews, and he went to a boarding school in Spain. And but it, the, the neat thing was is that he could speak five different languages, including Mandarin, because his wife was was from Taiwan. Oh wow! And he um, he could pick up when he was speaking to um, like we had a cap, big cafeteria. And the people in the cafeteria were of Hispanic origin. He could pick up what dialect they were from and what country they were from. Mm-hmm. Because he knew. It was very interesting. Anyhow. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I can sometimes pick up... Sometimes I can pick up where people are from with mm-hmm. Spanish. Just because mm-hmm. my husband's Puerto Rican, I can usually tell... I can tell who the Boricuas are in the room. Mm-hmm. The Puerto Ricans... Um, and sometimes I can tell, you know, Argentina, Argentina tends to be more formal. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, it's it's ex- ex- exciting, and I'm sure it's that way with the French. And that's um, like, I mean, you if, you if you're in Ireland and, and you've got somebody from Belfast wanting to talk to somebody in County Kerry, mm-hmm. they will never understand each other because the Kerry, Kerry accent is, the brogue in Kerry is very strong. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes, like, there, if you ever see it, uh, there was a show on, I think, Netflix called The Kerry Girls. Or the Dairy Girls? Yes, like the that. Dairy Girls. Dairy. My, my daughters love that. I still haven't seen that. Some people have had to put um, subtitles on so they know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the accent's so thick. And Floor noted, living in Miami, you get a lot of different Hispanic cultures mm-hmm. that have different accents, and you start to learn what countries they are from. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there are definite, you can definitely tell. And and Betty said, that's a skill. And here I am struggling to translate something from English to Spanish with the help of Google Translate. <laughs> Betty, I'm right well, there with you. Well, it doesn't mean you. I understand what they're saying. It just I can tell where they're from. Um, and Pam, uh, Betty, I love this, said, uh, Pam, just a day trip to Africa, as it was just like going to Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with Floor. I can't wait for the new SR book. I know. Where will he take us next? I, I, I cannot wait. That is going to be such a fun adventure I know. to see. I know. So this has been fun. Yes. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you uh, for joining us on our adventures to Zermatt. <laughs> uh, Putting that on the list for the chocolate and the fondue. Oh, my gosh. And yes. for ski because skiing and I don't get along at all. <laughs> Been there, I think done you that. can still go there and not not even set foot on the slopes, and have a really really lovely time. Mm-hmm. Well, in the in the movie Goodbye, Mr. Chips, the original one, mm-hmm. um, it was nineteen thirty eight. I think it was made. They do a walking tour through Switzerland and to Vienna, Austria. Oh, uh, yeah. So anyway, that would be lovely. I digress. So we will plan to talk about chapter 49 mm-hmm. next week It'll be, and uh, then mark your calendars for, for March 26th that's right SR will be joining us live on the podcast Absolutely. to talk about Gabriel's and rapture part two so, super excited so we're looking about that. forward to that so for today I am leaving us with a little heavy metal Nazareth air of the dog so have a great week everybody enjoy